So Beck has this thing that he calls retard power. Right? So if he needs a problem solved in an unorthodox fashion and in a manner that has never been approached by any other human being ever before, he would call me. And he would be like, Dimitri, I need your retard power. Your retard strength, he calls it. And I'd be like, what's up? And he'd be like, well, Bobby made this celery root puree, but he didn't use celery root. So I taste the shit, and I was like, what the fuck is in this? Black pepper and what else? I don't know, but there's a case of celery root in there. Can you fix this? Yeah, I can, but I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna throw it in the garbage and make new celery root puree. 99% of the time, the inventions or the motives I come up with don't get accepted. I'm not saying that they're not better and more efficient than the motives that are currently in place when I present these inventions. Sometimes, most of the time, they are better, according to me. Then again, I'm just me. Everyone else is everyone else. So, mostly, for the most part, people are very, very comfortable with things the way they are, and they don't want them to change. In fact, it's so difficult for some to just accept the fact that raw shellfish does not go on the same shelf as cooked shellfish. You can't put a bag of raw sea bass in the same bin as the king crab legs that have been cooked, ready to eat. Yes, they're both wrapped, but it's not the fucking point. You're not supposed to put raw chicken breast, even if it's vacuum-packed, above cooked meatballs. You just don't do that. It is against health code regulation. Why? Gravity, bitch. Gravity. You know what I'm saying? So in this case, not only is it better and more efficient, it's actually legal. And what you're doing is not legal. But you've been doing it for so long that you can't remember. So I have to leave you a sign that I forgot to do. Actually, I forgot to leave him a sign. I forgot to leave Frodo a sign that says, Stop fucking us up. Because if the health inspector walks in the fridge after you've just, quote-unquote, detailed it, and takes one glance and sees raw scallops above cooked crab meat, we're fucked. Boom, bazinga. That's six points. Now, other inventions that I come up with are not as straightforward. They're a little bit more, like I said, unorthodox, because that's my method of doing things. Obviously, if my method is needed, then the current method is not working as well as it should, or has stopped working, or whatever it is. So my method is to find another approach, maybe perhaps one hasn't been addressed before. Maybe using a tool that's not even meant for this fucking instance, and then just somehow combining the two things and making a process more efficient. Like using a power drill, which I, by the way, regained, we now have a drill again that works, to zest an orange. We don't make the almond butter anymore, so we don't need to zest any oranges, thank, thank God. But still, that technique exists. That technique is saving someone's shoulders out there, you know, because they're just using the drill. Now, could that method be applied to other aspects of the kitchen, perhaps? For example, if you serve bread and um, potatoes au gratin and twice-baked potatoes, both with cheese, lobster mac with cheese, right, in a metal little oval tin, there's going to be some residue on that tin, especially after the potatoes are gratin because they cook them in the tin. So there's just going to be sticky potatoes everywhere. And you probably don't give a shit about it. You probably don't even notice. But there's a person somewhere that has to clean that cheese off of that fucking tin. If the person was smart, he would soak them all in hot water with a little bit of degreaser and then wait until it does itself. Chemistry. But most of the time, because they're working in that position, they're not the brightest of the bunch. So they'll just stand there and they'll put elbow grease in it 
until their fucking arms fall off. But there's another way. The same steel and stainless steel scrubby that you use could be attached to a dry-aged skewer and attached to the drill. In fact, you could take three dry-aged skewers, wedge the stainless steel scrubby in between them so that it intertwines. And then as you tighten the drill, the things will tighten and make a little spinning stainless steel scrubby tool that you now have to just push a button and your tins will be done for you much quicker and much faster much much more efficient i've showed them this method have i no i haven't because i just came up with it the other day because i was thinking about it as i was doing a couple and that's what that's what it is that is the reason maybe why i am where i am other than what i'm going to talk about is because if i will have to wash 45 tins I'll wash six of them and say, no, I will not do it. Then I will spend the rest of the time that it would have taken me to wash the rest of them inventing a different way to do it quicker. And then, of course, people would say, you just wasted all that time. You could have done those already. Correct. You're right. I did waste all that time and I could have done those already. But you know what? The next time I do it, I'm not going to do it that way and I'm not going to be wasting any time. In fact, the next time I do it, it's going to make up for the time I just quote unquote wasted here as well as everyone else. If they pick up on this back, your labor will literally go down. But that's not here or there. You know what I mean? So things like that is why I come up with constant new ways of looking at shit. And yes, most of the time, it's not the best thing for me. Maybe not even sometimes most of the time I scrap my projects, but it just takes one. Because if one saves one minute for the future and makes people better and more efficient, then it's worth and then any more than any bullshit comment, any kind of quirky remark, any kind of letter to corporate. Because 20 minutes of doing something is worth way more than 20 hours of thinking about doing something or saying you're going to do something. I just finished this book, um, actually finished Leaders Eat Last first. I started it after the um, Start With Why. So there's a book called Start With Why and there's a book called Leaders Eat Last. Okay, I read, started Start With Why and then halfway into that I started the other one, finished the other one and then went back to, you know, the first one. And I gotta admit, he's got a really, he's got a lot of very good points. There's nothing you can say that's, that, there's nothing that he says in the books that could be like debunked, so to speak, right? They could, you could probably disagree with a couple of things, but it's not wrong. So I realized that perhaps that's why my entire life I've been called lucky, quote unquote. I've been quote unquote successful, ambitious, never stopping. Because, you know, everybody always talks about money can't buy happiness. The Buddha says you can never be happy if you have desire. So you just gotta be learn how to be happy with what you have. I think I kind of picked up on that a little bit because I like to think I'm pretty happy, dude. I mean, everyone gets sad once in a while, but then you just masturbate. You know what I mean? There's that word again, but it's true. Tell them what you, I know you do. You shut up. You stop it. I don't care if you're a girl, a guy, or everything in between. Everyone masturbates, guy, get over it. Anyway, <clears throat> I think that partially, if not mainly, the reason is because I started with why. So the book pretty much goes like this. Most companies, most people don't know their why. What does that mean? Why they do what they do, why they're alive, why they breathe. One specific reason with which to 
guide your entire life's process. And he uses Apple a lot in this book as, the, as an example of a successful company, which they are, okay? And he says Apple has been so successful, not because they're good at business, but because they start with why. Their why always comes first. It's to challenge the status quo and give the power to the individual. That's why it's called an iPhone, right? An iPod. You bet you didn't know that. But if you did, you understand where I'm going from. So perhaps maybe this, all this luck and fortune that I've had wasn't because I was lucky or for, fortunate. Although I do believe that luck is preparation meeting opportunity. And I'm pretty sure I'm prepared for anything or as much as I can. And if I'm not, I'm preparing to prepare. <laughs> it's because my why came first. I was always virtuous and I was always true to the fact that I do things a certain way. Even though my way is chaotic, unorthodox, and very, very sporadic and random, it's still constant in the sense that that is my method, that is my way, that is me. And I do these things for a reason. And the reason is, is to take the knowledge that no one else has thought of and share it with everyone else. To redistribute the angles that no one sees because I see them. I voluntarily decided to not look at things the way everyone else looks at things and be the oddball out and hoping that one day, one of these ideas will help inspire someone else, make them more efficient, and so on and so forth. Nor do I want credit for it. Later on, people will ask me, who fucking decided to use a drill with a fucking wire brush next to it on these tins? Who came up with that idea? Because I could see in the future, like, you know, the dishwashers at the restaurant, like the one guy comes in, he punches in, and he goes and charges, he plugs the drill in. It's like, it's almost like a, like a holy artifact. Like he plugs the drill in and he waits for it to charge and they like take care of it. If anyone else uses the drill or touches the drill, they get they flip out and they had fights over the drill before. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone wants to use it. Everybody wants to clean the tins because everyone's excited to use the new method. So now everybody wants to do something that nobody's wanted to do before. It's kind of like a whitewashing the fence with Tom Sawyer, but in a different sense. Right, you've actually given them a tool that's fun to work with. And you're giving them an innovative idea that's going to help them out, essentially. And if they don't use it, they're going to be stuck, you know, elbow grease in it. Which is why I could see, like, in the future, they're like, like, and then somebody new in the restaurant will be like, why are these dishwashers so, like, were they, why are they praying to that drill over there, you know? <laughs> and you see them over there at home, they're, like, chanting to it. It's like, well, it's because it's saving them a lot of energy and time. Where it used to, call, talk, you know, cost them 45 minutes of elbow grease, now it takes 15 minutes and they just stand there listening to music. They have to worry about it. The dishes practically clean themselves. They have to bring them up to the drill, you know? And they'll be like, oh, wow. And then somebody will be like, who came up with that? And nobody will know because I'll be long gone. I mean, I might not be dead, hopefully, but I'll be long gone after the restaurant. Or maybe I won't still be at the restaurant, but not there. But the point is, I don't want the credit for it. I don't want somebody to be like, oh, this one chef named Dimitri, he was, you know, here and he was very innovative and he was crazy and this is his invention. If that's the case, if that happens, Wow, that's amazing. I, um, thank you so much. But if that doesn't happen, and if someone says, huh, I don't know, you know, it's a shitty idea. We should just use elbow grease. Even if that's the case, still, that's fine. The point is, is that I tried to take what I know and spread it around because everyone deserves to know everyone's thoughts, unless they're bad, in which case, go fuck yourself.